Hey, everybody, how's it going? Can you believe we're at episode 50 already? That's, uh, that's pretty crazy and pretty awesome. And uh, thank you all for helping this podcast get to episode 50 and close to a year. Next thing you know, it's going to be two years and, uh, and we're just going to keep going. Let's see how, how far we can take this thing and where we can take it and what we can do with it. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody for supporting the podcast and listening and showing up every week and sharing your likes, comments. I appreciate all of it. It's, uh, it's been a pretty amazing ride so far, and look at where we've come. Sharing all these stories of people out there in the community and everybody out there getting to listen to the stories. So, you know, that's what this was all about is people getting to share their stories and then, you know, people listening to it and enjoying that. So thank you for all the comments to the people that tell me thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you for listening, because I was hoping that, you know, at least a couple of people would like it when I first started it. And uh, with over 24,000 downloads now. I think that means that more than a couple of people like it. So thank you all so much. I'm very excited about where the podcast has come to at this point and very proud of everything that, that we've all put together because it's not just me doing this alone. There's people that have, you know, given their input for the podcast and suggestions and recommendations and then connecting me with other people. So I want to say thank you to all those that have helped me out along the way. Um, and now, look, we've got Melee Design Firms kick things off with sponsoring the podcast. Now we've got Subaru of America Gear Store sponsoring the podcast. So that's really cool to see where this thing is going and we'll find out where it's going to go next. So as you can see by the title, I have Audiophile on the podcast. His name is Jay, J. Michael Hill. And he is a Subaru ambassador, and he also does some rally, and he does a lot of great things for the community. He also has a new 2022 Wilderness Outback, so we'll get to hear about all of that. That's going to be uh, really cool to hear everything that he has to say. So looking forward to sharing this with everybody here in a few minutes, but before that, we'll go ahead and take care of the business. So with Melee Design Firm being one of the sponsors, they are your performance battery and battery mount specialists. They also bring you peace of mind when upgrading your OEM setup with the available options that they offer. So you can go check out their website and see what they have available and see which setup will work best for your rig. And if you haven't done so already, go check out the Melee Design Fern episode, which is episode 40, and hear his incredible story of how he came to create this awesome business and hear about some of the exciting things that he is doing with Melee Design Firm. This episode is also brought to you by the newest sponsor, the Subaru Gear Store. That's your one-stop shop to get all of your Subaru-branded merchandise, gear, hats, shirts, refillable water bottles, 
all kinds of stuff. Go check out SubaruGear.com, see what they have to offer. They also have Subaru Motorsports USA branded stuff too. So we just wrapped up with all the races. So now is a good time to go pick up some of that merchandise as well. And Subaru Gear Store has extended a 15% discount to Subi and you listeners when you spend at least $50 at the gear store. Just make sure you use code Subi and you at checkout to take advantage of that 15% discount today. While you're already online doing some shopping, you can go ahead and head over to Orbis Overlanding's website and get 10% off of everything in his website. You also want to go check out his latest post on Instagram because he is doing a huge giveaway. He's got Yank Straps, Dark Defense Official, Eccentric Designs, Battle Wagon Gang, Midland USA, and Overland Edition on this giveaway. So go check that out. Be sure to enter, tag three friends, multiple entries. You can also share it in your stories for additional entries. So go check out Orbis Overlanding's website for that 10% off and then check out his epic giveaway that he is doing right now. All right, I've got a few shout outs. Then I'm going to do an Apple podcast review and then we will get into this episode. So we've got Sage the Crosstrek, Rally Medic, Because Heritage, and Clapped Forester. Thank you all so much for finding the podcast and checking it out. I hope you stick around and maybe go back and listen to all the previous episodes and continue to listen to the other episodes that are coming up. So, and thank you to everybody else that's been around for 50 episodes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And now it's story time. Time for that Apple podcast review. This one actually comes from my brother, Sean. And I'm going to try to read it the way that he would read it because he uh, does things very distinctively and it's kind of funny. So anyway, Raphael has such a chill and inviting voice, perfectly representing the Subaru community. He epitomizes the welcoming and uplifting group of people that are Subaru owners. If ever you were considering getting a Subaru, have owned one for years, or just want to learn about them and connect with new people, Raphael presents guests each week with new and different backgrounds and styles. Get plugged into an awesome group with Subi and you. I don't know if I did him justice, but I tried. Anyway, thank you, Sean, for that review. And if you happen to listen to the podcast on Apple Podcast and you have not done so, please go rate and review. It helps the podcast get up in the rankings and it helps more people find it. So let's see how far up in the rankings we can get this podcast. Okay, all this has been going on long enough. I'm sure y'all don't want to hear me talking anymore. So let's go ahead and get into this episode with J. Michael Hill and Audiophile and hear about his builds because he has multiple cars. Yeah, so we're doing it, man. Episode 50 of the Subi and You podcast. I've got Jay on the podcast with um, Ghost by Audiophile on Instagram. How's it going, man? 
Hey, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. I know we've been chatting a lot in, uh, you know, we were chatting on Instagram before, but then you became a patron and then we started chatting with you on, uh, through discord and other people. And it's really cool to like get connected even more than we were before. And then now you're here on this episode. Yeah, which, uh, you know, seeing I just turned 50 and this is the 50th episode, it's kind of, you know, kind of coincidental, I'm almost thinking. Yeah, it is. That's really cool. Yeah, because I, I forgot that you had your birthday not too long ago. It was, it was uh, October. So I turned it on October right during uh, the uh, Lake Superior Forest Rally. But yeah, welcome. Welcome to this episode. And thanks for taking the time to do this. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. So I guess you can start off. I mean, I already said your name is Jay, but you can maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and what part of the country you live in. Yeah. So I'm Jay Michael Hill. Uh, I got a crazy middle name, but uh, just Michael. If you see it spelled, it looks kind of unique. So Jay Michael and I am based in the Chicago area. So that's where I live, the southern suburbs of Chicago. So about one hour directly south of the loop. Okay. Gotcha. Now, are you originally from Chicago? Yeah, so I, I grew up in this area. I moved out to Iowa for a number of years and then gravitated back to this area. Uh, it's just what I'm, you know, what I'm familiar with and um, you know, the, the environment that I'm used to. Yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah, so do you, um, I mean, do you travel often outside of your city and outside of Illinois? Most of our travels, um, you know, with my job, I had done a lot of traveling just all over the U.S., but with the wife, um, we do most of our traveling and, and, you know, spend most of our time up in Wisconsin. We just really love Wisconsin. I love the, uh, the different areas that there are, you know, with the, the hills, the, um, the beautiful, you know, the beautiful scenery. So it's just a fun state to go visit quite often. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to make it up there sometime because it sounds yep. and, and looks beautiful, especially I know that y'all had flat fest and, um, I'm really hoping that I can make it next year, which I think I should be able to. So that'll be fun. We can talk about your experience with that a little bit later. Yeah. Flat fest. You're going to love it. So, and we'll definitely get you up here and then maybe even be able to hit Subi fest, uh, Midwest. Yeah. That a week be, later. Yeah. That would be awesome. So, you know, I was looking at your Instagram account and, you know, you have kind of like one main car that you were posting for a while um, but you have more than one Subaru. So how many Subarus do you have or have you had and what like year models and trim levels? Yeah, so currently we are between my wife and I, we are on our fourth Subaru. Uh, the first one we had was a 2009 WRX premium. It was the manual. Uh, my wife can drive manual, just doesn't you know choose to. Uh, but so that was pretty much my car. And then I did replace that with the 2016 WRX STI. And I did get the base model because I wanted to eventually be able to utilize the uh, car for racing. Okay. Yeah. My, nice. My wife started off in, you know, she's a muscle car girl, but she realized that the, the WRX was actually pretty quick. Uh, so <laughs> she moved over to a 2018 WRX. Uh, and she does have the limited with the CVT. And then our most recent purchase, which is technically my wife's, but I've kind of stolen it is a 22, uh, 22 Outback Wilderness. Yeah, which is really cool because now you're getting into a different genre, I guess, if you want to say, of the Subi life and a different community in a way. Yeah, the, the, the whole you know, soft road, the, the overlanding, it's completely new to me. 
Um, we've been able to do some of the events and kind of, you know, drive on some gravel roads and some dirt roads. And, um, you know, the wilderness is just such a fantastic vehicle with it's lifted. It just allows us to do so much more. And just learning about that side of the community has been just so much fun. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, that's what I started off in. And now talking to people like you and having um, WRX and Effect on and Sonic um, STI 2018. Now I'm like wanting to drive an STI, you know, it's like I want to get into that scene a little bit and just like, you know, I don't know that I would end up getting one at any time soon, but I want to really drive one at some point because they just sound like a lot of fun hitting the streets. Yeah, I do apologize. I just got a phone call that came in, so I apologize for that. That's ah, okay. I can, I can, t- um, I can edit out your audio of it. So, come on, Jay. Okay. Jeez. I, so we have a fax machine, and that's what just kicked in. The first time we we, we get a call, <laughs> and it comes in on a fax machine. Wait a what? So it, yeah, I know. We're uh, we're old <laughs> school, but my wife, with her work, she has to do a lot of stuff via faxes still. So yeah. they have to have a. We have to have a fax machine in the in the, the little home office. Yeah, no, that's cool. So your name, Audiophile, does that have anything to do with your Subarus? So it actually does not. Um, Audiophile comes from my previous uh, you know car world where I competed for car audio. So I used to uh, compete on the uh, car audio stage where you would try to recreate a live recording inside the uh, vehicle. And then oh, wow. compete at it. So we, uh, I had a lot of fun with that, you know, with that car. I, I, I competed for a number of years with it. The best it did was uh, third at world finals. So hey, I had a really, bad. really good time. Yeah. Oh, no, I was thrilled. <laughs> uh, so that's where the, the name audio file is just, it's a different spelling of it. Um, but it just seemed to fit. And that's what I've kept. And everyone knows me by that. Yeah, that's good. I mean, why why change it up if you don't need to, you know, if you've already got something that kind of works and is recognizable for you and, uh, you know, your account and stuff. So, um, but does you or do your cars have names? Um, no, we just refer to them as the STI, the, the WRX or the uh, Wilderness. Ah, we're, okay. we're kind of kind of vanilla. We don't really, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, change up and add names to them yet. So. Yeah. So you've, you've had Subarus in your life for a while, for over 10 years now, but what, what initially attracted you to Subaru and why? So around 2000, I got hooked onto world rally championship. So I started watching a lot of the WRC and I really found, you know, the the guy was uh, Petter Solberg. Uh, I just really liked his car. I liked his driving style. Uh, So, you know, following him, that kind of got me hooked on, that vehicle obviously when we were first there it wasn't over here in the estate when i was first started watching uh, but in 20 you know 2002 they finally brought that vehicle over i had it hanging in, in my shop and i knew that was the car that we were going to get someday oh that's awesome yeah that's nice so how, how long had you been um i guess when did you start watching that you said in 2000 and did you like yep. did, was it was it a friend that introduced you to it or did you just like happen to come across it I think I just happened to come across it because, you know, I always liked uh, uh, racing, but I didn't like guys going around in a circle. I wanted something that was a little bit more challenging and seeing the <laughs> rally racing, you know, obviously it's way more uh, intense. You got, you know, a driver, you got a co-driver, uh, the cars break, you, 
are driving on crazy, you know, services and jumping the cars. And I just got hooked on it. And then from there, I just spiraled into this world where I wanted to watch and get into involved with as much as, as I could involving the actual uh, racing side of it. Yeah. And then, so then you got your, your first WRX in 2009. So what was that feeling like finally getting that car? Yeah, I, I'll actually, I'll never forget that day. We were on our way up to a, a Milwaukee Brewers baseball game. And I just wanted to stop in. I wanted to see the car. Um, I knew there was a hatchback, but just because of where we lived, I had never seen one. Uh, so we walked in. We went to the, the guy's like, yeah, it's in the back. So we walked back there. My wife's like, oh, crap, it's black. <laughs> and as soon as she saw it, um, we, you know, I drove it. As I'm test driving it, the guys are giving me the Subi wave. I'm like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> yeah. um, and she knew right then and there that we were going to buy the car. So we drove up, went to the game. The next day, we drove back up and actually bought the car. And this was a hatchback? Yeah, the hatchback. The 2009 was a, a hatchback. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm still like, I don't know all of my model years and stuff. And so, I mean, I know I know there's like so many people that they're like, oh, there's this model and this model and this model this year, this year. And then they, they had the hatchback here and this was a this and this was a that. And I'm like, I don't know a lot of that. So I'm still learning. Yeah, two, yeah 2008 to 2014, they made the hatchbacks. Um, and then they had the FBI as well was in the hatchback. And then some of those years they started making it in the sedan. Um, but it's just, I didn't, the, the, the hatchback was the one I liked at the time. It was a shorter wheelbase, mm-hmm. um, fell in love with the car and that's what I had. But then I always wanted the big wing, which is why we went to the FBI. Yeah. And I, you know, I've, I've been asked this question before, like what, what, um, like which, when did I first notice Subaru and stuff? And, you know, I was just thinking about it. like I I think maybe a brat was the first Subaru I ever saw a long time ago as you know, but I, I just I almost forgot about how much I really, really liked the STI hatchback. It just it looked so good and I was thinking, you know, this car is I still didn't really know anything about it. I just knew it was fast and I knew that I liked the way it looked. And I'm like, a hatchback is practical and you get like a sports car out of it too. And I regret selling it every single day. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> every day I wish I had that a car back. So did you sold that to get the WRX STI base in 2016? Yep. I, I had traded it in. Uh, the car, when I traded it, it had 192,000 miles on it, original clutch, wow. um, you know, some other pieces. And they gave me the trade-in value was almost uh, just over seven grand. That's how wow. well... So the, the car held the resale value. That is awesome. That's really good. Yeah. You know, and 7000 I would spend it in a heartbeat right now just to get that <laughs> car back. Yeah, yeah. So when you, uh, when you first, when you bought your first Subi, did you have plans to like mod it out? So I, I originally, because I come from the world with the uh, sound looks and performance and doing, you know, the sound quality, I mean, that car had... Um, lowering, you know, lowering springs. I'd done some other performance pieces to it more for the look, not necessarily the uh, performance side. So we knew that when we did the, the WRX, I was going to add in and you know, the full uh, turbo back exhaust. We're going to do an intake. We did a tune on it. Um, and that car was crazy, crazy fun to drive. Yeah, I bet. Um, and then I guess like when you, cause I don't remember like when Instagram started up, I know it wasn't 2009, I don't think, I don't know, but, um, did you know that there was this Subi community out there? 
So when I had the 2009, all the way up to probably 2016, we really didn't know about the community. Uh, once I got into the, the, the SDI, um, I learned about Chi-Town Subaru, and that's where we were able to go to some of their events and find out. You know, we, the first thing I did was a big cruise down to Lake Michigan. Uh, so I'm here, I'm running with all these new, these STIs, there's WRXs, there's um, Foresters and Outback and just the entire gamut of Subarus. And we all just did a big cruise down to Lake Michigan for a, a large picnic. So that's when I really got, you know, got hooked on the, uh, the community and just was, I was in. I mean, at that point, we were in. Yeah, and I'm wondering, like, what the community was like before Instagram, because, like, that's how I know of the community is through Instagram or just social media in general. Like, how did people meet up, you know, and get together? I mean, I guess maybe there were some sort of advertised events or something. Who knows? But, I mean, it'd be interesting to see, like, kind of how far back somewhat, like, some aspect of the community as we know it today you know, when it kind of like existed back then and how. Yeah. And, and I was doing stuff just in the car community, you know, back as early as 2000, but that would, you know, I would get off work. Um, I was a car audio manager at the time. So I would get off work and we just go get in the cars, go hang out in the parking lot. And next thing you know, a whole bunch of other cars start hanging out with us. Uh, so we were doing that kind of stuff with back then. It was all just, you see some cars, you pull in, you start talking to each other. Um, and then it really went to Facebook groups where you got to do a lot of stuff through Facebook groups and it's still being done quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and now Instagram is the way to just see everybody across the nation versus just a, a small little area. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, and it, it's cool because you were pretty much a, a Subi enthusiast before you bought your first one because of getting into watching the world rally racing you got you nailed it right there or sorry world rally championship <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that yeah well world rally championship subaru did pull out of that um you know a few years after i got into it um it just wasn't you know didn't seem to be feasible so they they went more to the america stage versus the uh, the, the world rally stage they haven't been back in that for quite some time yeah yeah so um what kind of items did you add to or mods did you add to each of your cars first? Like what was like the first thing that you're like, okay, when I get this car, this is the first thing I'm going to do. And then like, I guess, progressing on to each one. Yeah. So when we got the, the WRX and we got the STI, when we got my wife's WRX, we kind of did the, uh, what I call the WRX modification starter pack. Um, Cause you have the certain things that you always seem to do. The first thing you do is remove all your badges so that you, you know, have nothing nothing on the car. It, it, when it was a Rex, I took all that off. The SDI, that that one did stay on. Okay. Uh, but then you went in, we ordered Rally you know, Armor Mud Flaps. We put WeatherTech floor liners in it, um, really just to kind of protect the car. Um, and yeah. then we started working on some of the drivability, you know, with the with the short throw shifter. Um, with the, the two newer body styles, we switched over to uh, Dial Dynamics, makes a, a mod called Tail as Turns where it takes the sea light, which is your, the rear sea light, um, like your brake light and makes that your actual turn signal. Oh, wow. And then, and then we do a lot of driving. So, um, in Chicago, you know, area. So we always put the F1 light on the back of the car just so that it stands out. It flashes. You have four brake lights as opposed to just the F3. And so why that goes like on the bottom or something. 
Yeah, so overseas they run like in, in your cross track should have it. There's a little cutout in the in the center of your bumper in the bottom. Okay. That's for the rear fog light. So oh. the F one light they actually put into that 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 area as opposed to running an actual rear fog light like they do overseas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know about that. So I'm always learning all kinds of stuff on here. Which is really that's, good. that's the best part about it. So you know, you got to you got to keep learning. Which you know, I'm now that I'm working with the wilderness, we're you know we're still learning a whole bunch of different things. Uh, but we still kind of carried some of those those mods over. Um, you know, first thing we did was buy the rally armor mud flaps. We actually bought them a little too early uh, because the ones we bought for the Outback actually don't fit the wilderness edition because they have a different rear bumper. Oh, so rally man. armor actually sent me a pre-production just so that we would have mud flaps in the uh, rear. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, they were super, super great customer service. I mean, you know, here I am stressing because I thought I bought something I was not going to be able to use, and they just said, "Nope, send it back." And you know, the rears, and we'll send you out new, new rears. They're they're pre-production, uh, but they'll re- be released in a, you know two to three weeks, and you can have a set. You know, just just take these. Yeah, yeah. No, that was really good. That was nice of them. So when you so you had your WRX and STIs and stuff, and you know you have that driving experience for so long. And then, I mean, what what kind of prompted you what to decide to get into a, a wilderness outback or just that side of Subaru? So we do have a husky named Rally Plea. Um, Rally, she does great in the car. She she leans. She does everything else, but uh, you know, like she's supposed to be in there. Uh, but they're a little bit small for her. Um, also, the STI's got the Alcantara uh, seats in there, so it's almost like a suede, so her hair just sticks to it and it never <laughs> comes out. Yeah. Um, where the Wilderness gave us a little bit more room, uh, we're going to be able to uh, you know, put, put the bikes on there and kind of you know, be able to put the bikes on the hitch. I can pull my, my boat with it if I need to, a you know, small little fishing boat. So it just gave us a whole new world to kind of make, make it so we could just do more with them. Yeah, and what, what was your kind of expectation of the driving experience going into it or were you just like kind of did you have any expectations or were you like hey i'm gonna go get into this car and just be completely open to this new experience and see what this thing is like so because i'm a subaru ambassador we do work with with one of our dealerships whenever my car is in service they always give me a different car to actually drive oh, so nice. i've driven all the different vehicles Okay, so you're familiar with them then? Um, yeah, I'm familiar with them. The you know the the base models, the non-turbos of the Outbacks, I didn't care for as much. You know, coming from the the STI. Yeah. Uh, but with with the turbo, I mean, you're still at 260, 265 horsepower in in the the uh, the turbo XT uh, model of vehicles. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so. What, uh, how did you end up getting into becoming an ambassador and what has that experience been like for you so far? So we, there was a, there's a, a, there's a, an actual, um, process that you go and actually apply for, you know, to become an ambassador. Uh, so it took me a while, it took me about probably six to seven months and then I got approved. Um, and then I said that was back in May of 2017, um, and the main role of the ambassador is to go out, to talk with people, share your experiences with the brand, what you love about it. And, you know, then you get gear that you can hand out to people and do different things of that nature. Uh, but what's been the best part is my wife is also an ambassador. So about a year after I got my position, she also got a super ambassador position. So now we can do stuff as a, a couple. 
Yeah, that's really nice. We have had an absolute blast as an actual, you know, being the role of the the ambassadors. Yeah, yeah. So did you like, I mean, what, what was it, I guess, what was your goal and why did you want to become an ambassador? So... I, I wanted to be able to do more and more in the actual community. Um, you know, it's such a great community, but I wanted to kind of be more of a leader, being one that can go in there and kind of do more and more with it. Uh, so when I saw that opportunity for the ambassador, I'm like, I got to take this. It's like, you know, talk about the brand, talk about the stuff that I love. Um, we also run a, car, a group, a super group called Subies of the Corn. So with all these combined, we're able to just keep, doing more and more work and more charity stuff, which is what we really turned into is, is more of a, a charitable type of, of organization with the the Subaru ambassador allowing us that platform and then having the actual people that, that can you know join in with us with Suez of the Corn with Shy Town Subarus and some of the other groups that we're in. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really nice to be able to have that opportunity to get more involved. And I, I know that's opened up other opportunities as well you know, starting off doing certain things and then kind of progressing and then wanting to be able to do more. So that's, that's really cool. So uh, kind of going back to the mods on your cars, since you've got three of them now for each one of them, what is your favorite mod on each of your cars? So with the FCI hands down, my, my favorite mod is the, uh, I have DBA USA, which is disc break Australia. I have a set of their 5000 series rotors, which are a two-piece rotor up in the front. So we, we removed the Brembo's, uh, you know, that actual Brembo um, rotor and put this one in. The stopping power with that is insane. Um, they can handle the heat really, really well, especially when I do it on the track. So without a doubt, the um, the ability to, to have stopping power with the SDI, the, the DBAs are the best, best you know, brake rotors I've ever used. Yeah. So with the WRX, um, you know, my wife's car, her favorite mod is we have Method 501 wheels on there. Um, they have been really, really good. I will tell you that we had an incident yesterday, actually, oh. where a big, a big piece of, it looks like maybe like a piece of um, a bolt or like a, you know, like a six inch or six or eight inch you know, bolt went through the, she hit it and went through the tire and actually blew a hole through the back of the wheel, which what? these things are darn near bulletproof well wow she figured out she figured out a way to break one but she's already got the new one on order <laughs> and uh can't wait to put it back on yeah wow that's crazy yeah chicago chicago driving it happens yeah so and what about the the wilderness the wilderness so we ended up putting ditch lights on so diodynamics we ordered a set of their ss3 ditch lights uh they're in the yellow just because they, they can cut through a little bit better um, and we've got them aimed so that they're more to look out for deer and just light up the side of the road. So okay. when we're driving in some of the rural areas, we can just light that up and be able to see better. So without a doubt, the the, the ditch lights for the, the wilderness. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, and you're, you've already started getting into it with hitting some, you know, gravel roads and paved road and stuff. But the more you get out, the more you'll have just even more experiences with that side of Subaru and the overlanding and, you know, soft roading community. So that'll, that'll be interesting and fun to see that develop. Yeah. I mean, we, we've started off and we've added the, uh, the crossbars up there. We've added a, a lock and load platform. Uh, so we're really, we're seeing what we can do. We've got to figure out how else we're going to be able to mod that. Now I'm trying to figure out how to put a ladder on that uh, so that she can get up and, uh, 
take photos and things, you know, from the actual top of the, uh, the, the wilderness. So we're just trying to, trying to put it all together and just keep learning about, about, you know, from other people, what they use, what's going to be the right way to go. Yeah. There's some, there's some nice outback accounts out there. I'm sure you could hit up. <laughs> yes, there are. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we, we have, so you've got your favorite mods. Are there any like um, least favorite mods that you kind of wish you could redo or wish you hadn't done? Yeah, I mean, and, and I was trying to figure out this, you know, on my 2009, we ended up doing a set of, um, not like I can't, can't think of what they were called, but they weren't LEDs, but they were like a middle grade as far as the fog lights. And I'll never buy those again. It'll be LEDs you know, all the way. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, we've done, we do tons and tons and tons of research. And there's so many good people to reach out, especially with Instagram. Now you can just send an instant message and get, you know, get an instant answer. Yeah. Uh, so really there isn't anything that, that we would say is our least favorite or wish we, you know, we, we could actually redo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess. So and then my other question was like, are there any mods that you kind of cheaped out on and regretted, but maybe those uh, lights were probably one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something that we cheaped out on back then. Uh, but it's just cause that was the technology at the time. Um, yeah. You know, and really I would say there's something, you know, not a chance that we've cheaped out, but we, we have bought some tires uh, for my FTI that were a little bit, probably too much money. Uh, you know, we, we bought some of the very <laughs> high end um, racing tires that don't last very long. Yeah. Um, so I'll, now I know to go buy a, you know, a 200 treadwear tire that, is a little bit more economical just because it, it is a, a disposable item when it comes to the track. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, uh, I think, yeah, cause I guess we kind of answered that one. Um, oh yeah. So on each of your cars, if you were told that you had to get rid of all mods except for one, which would you keep for each of your cars? So without a doubt, the brakes and the rotors would, would stay for the STI. I mean, that's what, what touches ground that you're stopping is right in that area. Uh, that, to me, is something that you have to keep. Uh, for the WRX, she would keep her wheels in a heartbeat. I mean, we're going to replace the one you know, it's already on order. Um, and then I would never give up the disc lights. Now that I've had disc lights, we've already ordered additional lighting for the you know, wilderness just because it's such a, it's just a game changer for, for, for driving. Yeah, no, that's really good. And it's important and it makes it, uh, you know, get makes it safer too, especially when you're out there at night driving those roads where deer can jump out. Yeah, I mean, we, I, so we, we took a trip up to uh, Eagle River, Wisconsin, and I just put the ditch lights on. And we, when we got up there, we didn't realize just how many deer were in that area. Uh, we pull into the, to the hotel and there's five in the parking lot. Everywhere we <laughs> oh went, we gosh. would see 15 to 20 deer. Every, wow. every three mile drive, there was just deer everywhere. So those lights night, night and day, they, they helped us out a ton. Yeah. That's awesome that you had those on before you did that trip. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would have been interesting without, I mean, I mean, the, the wilderness is nice because it does have led fogs, led high beams and low beams, but those extra just make it so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. So what, what would you say about your subies that best match your personality? Um, so when you sent this question, it was kind of funny to us because my wife and I talk about <laughs> it quite often. Um, you know, we kind of have his and her STIs and Rexes in, in a way. I know mine's being the STI. It's a little more flashy. It's got, 
you know, the bigger wing, it's got some, some arrow on it. It's got other pieces to it. So it kind of stands out in the crowd. You can't miss my car. People know it's my car whenever you see it. Uh, her car, on the other hand, is way more subtle. Um, you know, I run gold decals. She runs no decals except for one. Uh, she has a black star car logo uh, on it from a Sioux Wisconsin and that's the only logo she runs. I mean, her car is murdered out. She doesn't want people <laughs> to, you know, to dr- attract any attention. Whereas yeah. my car attracts a lot more attention. Yeah, I don't know. To me, though, the murdered out cars they attract my attention because I'm like, man, that thing's like all black. That looks awesome. Yeah, so. she even did uh, black on black um, badges on the front and rear of the car. So the the Subaru logo was actually black carbon fiber with black stars on it. Wow. She, she, all she wants it. Yeah, she wants it all just subtle. She you know wants wants people to not notice it as much. Kind you know kind of blend in. Yeah, yeah. She wants a Batman look. Disappear at night. <laughs> yep. Except I got the Batman looking car because of all the. Uh, you know, she actually yeah. calls my my stabilizer. So I have the, the rear wing. I have three uh, stabilizers in there just to kind of hold it down. When I'm doing track and different other events, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of looks like an egg slicer. So she kind of refers to it as that. <laughs> yeah. um, she's, she's a fun girl. She likes to pick on me quite a bit. So whenever she can get some jabs, then she's going to take them. Well, that's always good. It's always fun to be able to uh, give each other a hard time and stuff. Every day. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned whenever you went and bought your first WRX back in 2009 and you went around back and she was like, oh crap, it's black. So, I mean, are you, I, I guess have y'all like always been dead set on getting black cars, and that's like you'll have a black car and nothing else. Yeah, so she's had two black Camaros. We have a black Avalanche. I have a black boat. We have black bicycles. Um, everything we buy, we just love the color black. And if we can get flat black, um, the both of our bikes are actually flat black. I uh, just because it's 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 you know my my favorite color. Yeah. So I kind of giggle when I see all the other ones. They're like, oh, I got to have this crazy color. I'm like, no, black's got all the colors in it. So that's the one that. <laughs> yeah, I know we were, we were, don't, weren't we having like a chat one time on uh, Discord about black and, and then my car being white or something. And I said something about black cars and y'all are giving me a hard time. Yeah, I will tell you though, we just saw the brand new Wilderness uh, Forester um, yesterday when, when we were dropped off our wheel at the uh, dealership. And that white that is on that wilderness is gorgeous. Ooh, um, I don't wow. know if I could drive a white car because I've had one in the past. I could never keep it clean. Yeah. Um, but man, I'm telling you, it was beautiful. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Cause I, the only ones I've seen are like the blue with the black accents at uh, like the one that I saw up at boxer fest. And then just from other events and stuff that I've seen on social media, but I haven't seen any other colors. So that. It's going to be interesting to see what other colors they offer. Yeah, and, and I so for our vehicle, the, the Outback Wilderness, I have never seen another person drive a black one. I've seen all the other colors, but I've never seen another black one. And so to us, that's just that's the right you know the right color to go with. But I'm kind of glad <laughs> that I, I I don't see a lot of them. That means mine's a little bit more more special. Yeah, no, definitely, that's awesome. Um, so if you had to describe each of your subies in one word, what would it be? So uh, for the SDI, I'm going to say two words, say, you know, adrenaline rush, but just say adrenaline. Um, it's such a fun car to drive. The The power that it has, the grip that it has when you're on a track, 
um, that adrenaline just pumps through you. So, I mean, as soon as I get in it, I just hands down the, you know, the STI is all about adrenaline. That's what it's about. Yeah. Um, when you come with the, you know, my, my wife's WRX, I mean, it is more murdered out. Um, I kind of combine three words. We call that the, uh, that, you know, that would be a, a dog, dog mom wagon. Um, that's what <laughs> yeah. we, we, we haul rally around in it. She loves to, you know, just loves the car, loves to stand up and, and lean into the corners. Yeah. Uh, but for the, the wilderness, uh, the best word to describe that would be adventurous just because we can do anything with that, that car. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like I said earlier, it's, it's going to open up a whole new world for, for y'all to be able to get out and, you know, get out on the trails and stuff. Because for me starting out in, you know, with my car, I wanted the ability to go off road and it's, uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun so far. Like, I think that's probably what I will always stick with. Yeah. I'm, I like the speed, but I'm also liking just the more laid back and then the ability to go off road in that, that car. I mean, Illinois, we're in Chicago area. It's pretty flat. There's pavement everywhere. Um, but I did recently, we went to a, a trip. We did an overland trip. Um, it was a post Thanksgiving, uh, gravel day, uh, run. So it was a hundred miles on gravel roads up in Northwest, um, Illinois. There was water crossings that we had to go through. It was a blast. And, the the wilderness was like the right one to do and i like i didn't feel the gravel it just floated across it was great yeah that's awesome yeah it's especially like when i went out to colorado and i really got to hit some trails i'm like this is exactly why i bought this car you know to be able to do stuff like this because you just can't do it with any car yeah and um we just i just want to find that opportunity so i got to get you know get with the uh, groups out here i know there's mountain room midwest there's a couple other groups uh, that can take us out and just, I just got to, ex, you know, experiment and play. Uh, you know, we, we bought that car as soon as she found a mud puddle and my wife drove through it just cause it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just this, this little tiny mud puddle, but she didn't care. She was driving through it. Um, we, we went up North, we found some Hills. Like, so there's grass Hills. We were able to up these things where it was steep enough that the front wheels were, were slipping even in the, um, you know, the X mode. Uh, but it was, it's just, it's such a fun, adventurous car. Yeah, and the, the the like being able to go off road and do certain things, just knowing that you can, like that's what's kind of fun about it. It's like I'm going to do this because I can, and that that wheel slippage experience of like trying to go over stuff and and everything. Like I like that feeling. Like I, it's like you really feel how like what these kind these cars were designed for and what that all wheel drive was designed for. And you get that experience of like feeling it work for what you're trying to do with it. Yeah. And I will say that, you know, I, I have raced in rally cross. So you're running in, you know, out in the field with the STI and just kind of throwing it around in the, uh, in the dirt, but that's a rough ride. I mean, when you, when you run the STI in the dirt, you, you know, you're driving in the dirt. You, <laughs> you can feel it with the suspension. Yeah, man, that wilderness. And I mean, we weren't even airing down. I mean, I don't even know what pressure to go to yet to air down to. Uh, we just had it the standard, but it was just, it just floats. Just a, just such a great driving vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, definitely a lot of fun. Um, so, but if you, uh, if you could trade cars with one person for a day, who would it be? 
So uh, with this one, I kind of went with two people just because there's the two sides of the world that I know. Yeah. Uh, so there's a gentleman up here uh, called Dewey, uh, Dewey Rex. Uh, so Dewey WRX, he owns a car, which is called Boogeyman. It's a track <laughs> nice. car and it's only a track car. Okay. Um, I would, I would take that car on the, on, on the, the track for a lap in a heartbeat if I ever got the opportunity. Yeah. Um, that's we awesome. did, we did a track day where we got to go out and, you know, we're, we're driving our own cars for the track day, but then I got to jump in with the instructor and my instructor drove, um, Dewey lapped us within like, a, within like the first or, or second lap. He already lapped us wow. in, in his car. This, this car just screams. So I would love just to, just to drive it to experience just how ridiculous that one is. Yeah. You just got to be um, careful of those, um, tire walls that jump out in front of you. Yeah, I knew you were gonna bring that up. We'll, we'll probably do. We'll, we'll, we'll push that to a little bit later because that is some. There are some good stories about that. One. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, so, but if I if I go with the wilderness side of it, more of the off road, hands down, I would steal that. You know, adventure dad wagon vehicle in a heartbeat. Yeah, um, that's the one that I would want to go because it's kind of pretty much set up with all the bells and whistles that you would want for an overland to camp in it, to trail in it. It's, it's set up for everything. Yeah, so, you know, stealing Greg's would be be the one that I would want to do. Yeah, especially now that he's got that uh, tow behind trailer with the rooftop tent up there, and then he moved his um, propane tank to be on the, the trailer. I mean, he's just you know he's he revealed it recently, and that setup is amazing. Well, he's got two awnings, so he can put awnings on <laughs> all, all around that thing. It's it's just it's set up. I mean, that's the way to do it right there. So. You know, if I were going to go do some overlanding and, you know, some camping out of it, that's what I would want to do is camp in that thing. Yep, for sure. Um, so is there like a list of three people out in the community that you haven't met in person, but that you would love to like go hang out with? So, you know, and when, when you gave us the question, I mean, I've been blessed where because of where we live and how much we do travel, I've been able to meet a lot of really, really great people. Um well, really, the one that I would say is probably the most fun for me is with with the Patreon group. We're able to go on to Discord. We're able to have the you know the late night chats and uh, <laughs> just kind of you know just just BS and just talk about anything and everything. Um, man, if we just go get together over a beer someday, any, anytime any one of those in the group, I would want to do it with. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun to put something together sometime. That'd be that'd be awesome. So that would be really cool. So I like that answer. Yeah, we'll have to do it. Like maybe try to put together some like, like a boxer fest or one of the festivals and try to put away, you know, put something together. Maybe, maybe even flat fest. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be a lot of fun. So, so what, what has been like your favorite place or places to go on a road trip? So I, I mentioned earlier that I had taken the, you know, the wilderness up to uh, Eagle River. We actually go to that area quite often. So Eagle River, Manaqua, St. Germain, we, we do a lot of vacationing up there. Um, but the one the one trip, and I've done it three times now, that is just the greatest experience when it comes to a road trip, is going up to the Subaru Winter Experience. Um, the first year we actually took my STI up, so we drove up there so we could learn how to drive on the ice. Yeah. Uh, so we drove, we drove up there. We, you know, drove their cars all day on the ice, you know, cause I, I took the one day course. The next day they let me take my car out cause they, it was closed. You know, they weren't running it the, on the, the, whatever the next day was. So I was able to drive my car slow kind of through and just to kind of see how the, the tires handled on it. It was just a blast. 
Um, we even got the chance to drive out on Lake uh, Manakwa. So they, all these guys bring their, their vehicles out, you know, their trucks, they're all out there fishing. And then here's this STI just kind of driving around <laughs> on the ice, you know, fishermen are looking at me like, what the heck is this kid doing? Yeah. Um, but I got around, I mean, we were driving in the snow that was, you know, packing it down and no issues. I mean, the car just did great. Um, I mean, that, that trip was just an absolute blast. Um, you know, we worked with dirt fish and with the group from flat out Sweden, my, my wife who doesn't really drive stick at the time, she'd never driven because her and I, uh, I couldn't teach her, um, Michelle Miller, which is one of the dirt fish instructors pulled her off to the side, uh, and taught her to drive stick shift in 20 minutes. And she drove the dinner that night. That's awesome. So when, when you went out and drove like on the ice and everything and, and, and all this, the snow, did you have snow tires on your car? So for, well, when I took my personal car out into the lap, I run snow tires on it. When you do the winter experience, you get a BRZ, a WRX, and an STI, and those have lappy winter tires, which are studded, and they're directly from Sweden. Oh, so they're not DOT legal, uh, but these things have 400 studs in them. They are amazing grip and just the, the perfect amount where you can slip them if you need to, or they have enough grip to, you know, to really dig into the ice. Yeah, that's cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I'm telling you, we've done we've done that now three years. They, you know, COVID kind of put a hush to everything, so they weren't able to do it uh, the last uh, two years because of COVID. Yeah. Um, but just to be able to go out there, learn the different skills. I mean, you, you have to jump from a BRZ, which is rear wheel drive, and you're learning how to throttle control and, and get the car to do what you need to, and then you jump from that right into an STI, and now you have power. <laughs> you're going to drive it completely different. Yeah. But they they design the courses so that you you build on the skills so that you get better and better. Um, and we've done the one-day class. We've done a two-day class. And the last one we did was the two-day advance. And it's you really learn a lot and, and how to drive on the uh, on the ice in the snow. You, you don't even think twice anymore. Man, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, when, when they bring it back next year, we're going to get you up there for it, you know, for it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, so when you're when you're driving around and stuff, I guess this, you know, the, I, I was thinking about this question. It kind of has really um, been more for like the overland scene because when you're out, you know, away from from everything, it's kind of important. A lot of people have certain things, but I asked like, what are five essentials that you keep in your Subaru? And, you know, when you gave me the question, we, we really don't keep a lot of stuff in our car. I mean, we keep some basic essentials, you know, like in the winter, we keep blankets and that kind of stuff. Um, but really, the only thing that are in all of our vehicles is Subaru gear. Because we're in the Ambassadors, we get gear to give away to people. So we, you know, we build little goodie bags. Um, and that's the only thing we really have in our vehicles is just some of the gear. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I mean, once you start going doing some overlanding and stuff, that might change. But <laughs> yeah, and then I'm looking at recovery boards. You know, I've already got I've been looking doing some research on that. Um, toe straps, you know, some basic tools. So I'm looking at some other things for the, for the wilderness. But for for the most part, we we really just don't don't keep a lot of stuff in the the cars. Yeah, yeah. And then what? Um, I mean, I. I think I already know this answer and other people might just by listening to you talk about it, but you know, you've got different terrains, you've got mud, sand, you know, going over rocks or driving through water or trails and stuff. And then you've got snow. So what would you say so far has been your favorite? 
Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, snow is, is where it's at. Um, I grew up, uh, you know, I just go out and burn a half a tank of gas every morning on the way to school because <laughs> when it snowed, I'm doing um, controlled corners or controlled circles, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm out there doing donuts, which, you know, people frown on, but that really teaches you some skills on slow, you know, what, you know, slow you know, type uh, scenario, but what the car can do. Yeah. Um, and I love driving in snow. I mean, when, you know, up here we have three lanes, uh, so they, they usually plow two of them and the other one, the ST, you know, the, uh, the Subaru lane, uh, that's the, <laughs> the lane that I always jump in because it's not plowed and I can just drive fast oh, and funny. have a good time. The Subaru lane. I like that. Have you camped in your uh, wilderness outback yet? So we have not camped in it yet. I mean, it's, we, we didn't get it until Labor Day, so it was a little late in the year. I mean, it's already got 10,000 miles on it. Um, but <laughs> we were looking to do it in the, the spring. I know I am. Uh, my wife, on the other hand, um, she prefers hotel-type camping, um, really because we, you know, her first experience, we did it. We, we were racing up at Road America. My, my brother was. So we just, you know, slept in the tent in the camping area and we got no sleep because headlights were all night. People were drinking. And so she had a bad experience. The next year we did sleep in the, in the bed of our avalanche because the mid, the uh, mid gate folds down. Yeah. Uh, she enjoyed that. So there's a chance she's going to you know, go on and, and do some camping in the, uh, the wilderness with us. Yeah. Now, are you, are you looking at sleeping in the wilderness or getting a tent or maybe even a rooftop tent at some point? So I would actually probably just say we're going to sleep in the, in the actual, you know, vehicle. Um, I, when we bought it and we went to the car show to look at it, when, it, when they first, you know, brought out the brand new version of the uh, Outback, uh, first thing we did was fold the seats on and I crawled in the back to see if I could fit. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm six foot four. Okay. So I wanted to make sure I could fit sleeping back there. And without a doubt, we're going to be able to do that. So, Oh, that's um, great. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be inside of it. Uh, make sure feel a little bit more, more safe because she's in a secure environment, not just a you know little piece of uh, of nylon separating her from all the, the crazy critters. Yeah, yeah. Do y'all have like an idea of what kind of setup y'all want to do in there? So, I, I mean, ideally, we would like the uh, the, the Aluno. Um, we, we saw that with the Ghost Trek. She had that in her vehicle. Um, and it looked great. I mean, it's two separate um, like sleeping sections, so I'm a bigger guy. My wife's a smaller girl. Uh, we'd be able to, you know, when I roll over, I wouldn't you know, flip her up and, and knock her into the uh, ceiling. Um, <laughs> yeah. So That's again, we, we had our first experience on an air mattress at Road America. It, it didn't go well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we would do something of that nature or even just, you know, the actual pad that you can lay on the ground. Uh, we, we may, you know, start off with, with those and then see which one we like better. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it. That's good. So I, I was thinking about this because you said that when you bought that first one um, back in 2009, that the guys were giving you the Subi wave as you were driving around. So do you now like give the Subi wave? Like, do you give it to all Subaru drivers or none of them? Or do you like modified cars only? So anytime I'm in the STI or the WRX, I wave at everybody who's got a an STI or your Rex. I wave at all the BRZs. Um, anyone that owns the FRS doesn't seem to, you know, wave back, but the BRZ <laughs> owners will. Yeah. Um, you know, I will wave at some of the, the, you know, the Outbacks, the Crosstracks, if, if they do have some mods, because otherwise it just seems like no one waves back. 
I yeah. will tell you that I have yet to get away while in the wilderness. Yeah, I... I don't get many, I've got, a, I've had a few out here, but there's just, there's so many daily drivers out here that I don't even think they would know what it is. You know, if you start waving at them, they're probably going to think you're crazy or something. Yeah. Like, Oh, wh- why, why is this, this, you know, this crazy guy flying, you know, flagging me down. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, in the, in the wrecks and the SDI, everybody waves at us in the wilderness, not a single person. So we haven't figured that out yet. Even the other interesting thing is if I'm driving either car, people wave. If my wife's in uh, the, you know, her WRX, she don't get it as, as, as many waves for everybody. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, so what, what kinds of things have you gotten involved in, in with, uh, since owning your Subarus? Cause you've, you know, you, you became an ambassador and you started getting involved with things like that. But what else has come of, you owning Subarus that has kind of like just got gotten you immersed in, in other activities and events and groups and stuff. Yeah. So when, when we went and did that very first uh, you know, cruise to over to Lake Michigan with uh, Chi-Town Subarus, we started learning about all the different events, all the different things that they do, which are fantastic, but they're always geared towards more like the, the central and the Northern suburbs of Chicago. Well, we live in the Southern suburbs. There's okay. nothing down in our area. Oh, yeah. uh, so that's when we got together with a couple others and we created Subies of the Corn. So we created our own Subaru group, which is a kind of base. Like we're, we're like a, um, you know, call it like a, like, like a sub chapter of uh, Chi-Town. Mm-hmm. But we you know, created this so that we can go out and do suds and Subies and get together, you know, on a Sunday when breweries typically don't have a lot of people in there. And we can go in, do a little car meet, hang out, talk with everybody. Uh, we, we do that quite a bit. We do different cruises. We really like to focus on cruises uh, where you can get out and drive the vehicle and just get together with a bunch of you and, you know, and, and have some fun. So we've done a lot of different um, events when it comes to, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and then you, what other things have you gotten involved with besides just Subies of the Corn and doing ambassador events? So, um, Again, through you know through the ability that we have with the the ambassador program, uh, we've also been able to kind of because of Subies, we got to meet different people that work with like um, uh, Subaru Motorsports USA. We've done some other you know things with them, so we've been able to go out and assist the the rally team at some of the events. They have their actual race team. And then they have a show car trailer. The show cars where you can go, you can get in the car, uh, take photos with it, you can walk through the trailer, see some of the different parts that they use on the vehicle. So we've been blessed to be able to assist uh, Super Motorsports with that show car program. And that's been an absolute, just crazy enjoyable experience. You get to go in, be like almost part of the the the, the group you know part of the, the team helping them out you're talking to all the different fans that come in you're getting them in the car you're getting photos you're helping make them have a really really good time at the uh, track uh, so that's been wonderful for us uh, so we've been able to you know just get in there we, we've helped them out at um, at Subi fest uh, you know, we, we do you know the setup and the tear down with the the guys um one of the events, my wife actually helped out and worked with Patrick Sandell, which is one of their drivers at the time, who also runs the winter experience. And she was, you know, we were literally representing the super winter experience at Subi Fest and talking about our experiences 
with you know the actual driving uh, day that 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 we've done. Yeah, that's really cool. That's and I'm I'm sure that was like a lot of fun being able to share your experiences with people and talk to them about it. You know, especially it's something that you that you had done before. Yeah, and I said, and, and it, it, COVID kind of made it a little bit rough for us because we were going to be able to do some of that traveling, like go to Boxer Fest and go to uh, Big Wicked Meat and all the different, you know, Subi Fest events and help promote the winter experience. But obviously, COVID, you know, played changes to that. So it's got, we just got to wait until we can get, you know, get through COVID and get the world kind of back to normal and do some of these, these other events. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be fun to, to do. <laughs> Be able to participate in stuff again like that. It's coming. We've got to be be a patient. Yeah. Yep. So with your um, with your cars and everything, do you have have you gotten any sponsors or partners? And like you know, if you have, what what's that experience been like? And how did you go about getting these sponsors? Yeah. So I you know definitely have some some partners, some sponsors that that we've worked with. You know, the one that we probably do the most with is Chimera Coffee. So we actually met with that group because of our experiences at the uh, Subaru winter experience, you know, they were a sponsor for one of the drivers. So they went out and did the event. We talked about the event because he, you know, the owners saw that I had done the event. We just started chatting through, um, you know, through Instagram. And now we just talk on on a fairly regular basis. And because I was drinking their coffee and enjoy their coffee, they kind of, you know, we've kind of worked together where I'm one of their, affiliate so i'm able to you know, give out a discount code to help people out uh, so they have been fantastic to work with and again that just sparked because we had a mutual interest and just talked and over the you know the couple of years we just we we just hit it off so they've been very very good um you know some of the other ones that we work with Dynamics has a racer program uh, where you can apply as a racer so they they accepted my application so i've been able to you know, work with Diode and get, you know, some of their products, which are, you know, top of the line. Uh, their lighting is phenomenal. So we've been able to put that on the vehicle. Um, newer company that just came out is Gorilla Car Care. Uh, so they just opened up an ambassador program for the uh, car care products. So I'm like, hey, let, let's see if we can do it. I mean, I got to clean the car because when you run rally cross, <laughs> you run yeah. uh, track sprint, uh, you know, autocross, the, the uh, cars get filthy. And um, so they're, they're, they've been very, very good to work with. They gave us you know, a discount code that we can share to, to different people. Um, Laminex Films. So Laminex makes a, they're, they make a five millimeter film that you can put over the front of your car, kind of like a clear bra. Uh, they make some other things like door cup handles. And uh, the thing that I love the most from them is their fog light covers. Because if you've got a, an STI or a WRX, you can get a fog light, you're going to end up putting a, a rock through it. That oh, extra five wow. millimeter film protects those so that you don't have the damage. So they have been a good thing. And again, there, there's a, a referral program that I'm a member of. So we're able to offer those discount codes uh, to do other people. Yeah. The that's, last two I, I'm, I'm glad ahead. you explained that because I didn't really know. I knew that they did like the fog light cover films, but I didn't really know why. And I didn't know that they did like the clear bra and some other things. So yeah, thanks for letting me know. Yeah, I didn't have them on my 2009, and after I replaced uh, four sets of uh, fog lights, <laughs> I, you know, um, I found them, and they're it's like a fifteen or twenty dollar part. It's just a little, almost like a decal that you put over the vehicle, and once you do it, you don't have any, you know, the issues kind of go away. I mean, I change them out just so they they look a little bit better because they they will get beat up over time, yeah, uh, from rock, but 
it just protects that that lens, which is what I want to see. Um, so the last two I have, uh, DBA USA. So because we've done so many events with them from Subies of the Corn standpoint, um, we you know I, I I had their brakes and then I switched over to their five thousand series. So they've been able to do some help for us with you know getting brakes for my my car because we we do put a pretty good stress on those when you're out there. Yeah. Um, and then Midland uh, Midland has a pro uh, program that they offer where you can you know apply for become one of their their pro members. You get a discount off products that you buy. But because we do the cruises. We wanted to have radio so that I can have one for my car, one for my wife's vehicle. She's usually the uh, chase vehicle or, or the sweeper car, and I'm usually the lead car. So her and I can talk with the, you know, the more powerful uh, radios. And then we also have the handheld that we pass out to people who don't have them. So Midland's been very, very supportive in kind of you know, helping us with that by, by offering some of the uh, discounts. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. That's awesome that you were able to uh, secure some of these sponsorships and, um, you know, referral programs and stuff. And those are really good companies, too. Yeah, I said, and then we know one day you don't really think about it, but um, I do a lot of work with Hawk Subaru. Uh, so Hawk Subaru, they have taken care of us as far as um, when things break. You know, like I said, our, I, I told you about the, the, the wheel got damaged yesterday. I just brought them the wheel and the tire and they're going to be able to find that. You know, they they kind of help us out on pricing just so that, um, you know, we're able to get these things in there. But, I mean, Hawk Subaru is one of the only, I think, two Subaru dealers in the nation that can, you know, support modified cars. Um, they actually are a Cobb dis- uh, distributor. So you can buy a car and, you know, put the uh, Cobb products on it. And it's been very, very good. Yeah, because I know there's not not all dealerships out there support modded cars. It's like if you've got a modded car, they won't touch it. So yeah. that's, that's like really great of Hawk Subaru to do that because it's, I mean, people are going to modify their cars and it's like, if, if you are a dealership in town and people are modding their cars and you support that, then they're going to be more likely to like, Hey, you're interested in buying a Subaru? Well, there's this place over here that they, uh, they'll really help you out. And I've got a modded car and they're still helping me out and all these other people. So I would recommend this place. You know, I mean, it's going to be good for the dealership if they're supporting that kind of stuff. Yeah, and like, to, you know, with, with the Outbacks, with your Foresters, your Crosstreks on Overland, you know, they offer a lift kit package. So oh, the advantage man. for them, they will sell you a set of wheels, tires, and a set of spacers for your lift. They will do the work on the car and put that on there. And they're still able to keep it all within factory spec. They're not putting just some random kit on there that is going to cause issues. And you're changing the, the geometry and doing so. They're, they're doing the small things that make the big difference that people want to do anyway. But they're doing it the, with the right parts because they've got such a great partnership with the, all these different manufacturers. Yeah, that's it. I'm driving my car up there tomorrow. <laughs> Come on up. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put you to work then for the, uh, the, uh, Philip Forrester event, which is coming up. All right, let's do it. Yeah. No, that, that, yeah, that would be fun. So yeah. So speaking of that, what talk about some of the charity work, um, that you've been involved with and like what that means to you and kind of how that, you know, plays into you owning a Subaru and what Subaru's mission is. Yeah. So Subaru has their, their love promise, which, you know, is Subaru loves to help, loves pets, loves learning, care and earth. Um, so we have been able to put together some of our different 
type of events that correspond to that that love initiative. Um, so probably the one of the first ones we did, which was you know people said it was probably the, the most fun event they've ever seen up in this area up until Suey Fest. Uh, we organized a scavenger hunt. Uh, so the scavenger hunt, everyone had to show up there was one clue that we would say go they would have to run through like you know, the first place was the dealership they had to run through the dealership <laughs> and find this one clue bring it over open up the envelope and read it out loud and they had to solve the riddle so the very first clue that we did was we have to break out of here to put the band back together ah uh, yeah you know what that is nope <laughs> so in the very beginning of the blues brothers they, the Lions, we got to break out of here to get, you know, they were trying to get out of jail so they can put the band back together. The old Joliet prison is where the opening scene was for that movie. And we oh. drove to that, that location. My wife was ahead of us. So she was 15 minutes ahead. She planted that one clue. Then they had to go find that. And that led them to the next spot. All totaled, it was 115 miles. They, um, you know, had to stop at these 10 different places. Um, and when we were done, we were able to raise money. We raised about $1,800 that we were able to share to a couple different uh, charities. So one was Reefs Across America. So we were oh, able to yeah. buy Reefs. That's nice. You know, yeah. So, uh, at, uh, you know, right in here, we have Abraham Lincoln uh, Cemetery. So we were able to put Reefs on, on some of the, uh, the grave sites out there. Uh, Alliance for the Great Lakes kind of, you know, part of, Falls with their Sewer Loves Earth. We were able to donate money to that. And then the, the rest of the money went to M&M Acres, which is a uh, farm animal rescue where they take, you know, unwanted farm animals, uh, horses, you know, um, chickens. They had uh, pigs, things of that nature. And they actually give them a, a sanctuary to, uh, you know, to basically rescue them. So we were able to give money to that as, as far as the Sewer Loves Pets initiative. Uh, I love that. Um, yeah. I, I really like that. So, <laughs> so and, and that, I mean, that was a, a fantastic event. We worked with Hawk Subaru. You know, they were one of the, the title sponsors for it. Uh, we worked with a, a brewery called River Hawk Brewing. They actually made a beer, um, licensed it through the state of Illinois that was sold for our event. And it was a, every single person that did that event got a commemorative bomber that had our beer in it that they made for us, our logo on the outside, it was called Seven Sisters, which obviously Subaru with the Seven Sisters constellation. Yeah. Um, it was a chocolate cherry uh, stout, and I wanted the cherry because of the cherry blossom, which is, you know, Subaru, as their, their color is pink, which is, it's Subaru, uh, it's cherry blossom red, but it looks pink to everybody else, but we wanted to have that, that cherry, and they, they were super, super supportive. Um, the rally team, you know, super rally team sent us a door off one of the rally cars that was autographed by uh, Chris Atkinson. Oh, that's um, awesome. I mean, it, we had fantastic prizes. You know, some of these things were, you know, unheard of. You know, I mean, who's ever seen a door off <laughs> one of the actual race <laughs> yeah, cars? That's super um, cool. So, and I will tell you that event was the most memorable aspect of it was that door from that, that scavenger hunt. A young girl wanted this, you know, this door. So Zoe, she wanted it. Um, she was like, "Dad, I want to get it." And you know, so you you can't outbid a, an eight year old. You just can't do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. but people were. Yeah. And at the end, um, Zoe had won it, and a guy came up to us. Eddie said, "Whatever, whatever happens, if she, you know, if 
whatever the winning bid is, read my name off. I will give you extra money, and I'm donating that door to, to Zoe. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. So, I mean, that's what someone did um, when he came up. Uh, Zoe's dad, uh, Caesar, he, you know, he just took care of me and welcomed him in, into the, the uh, Subaru community. And that's how he, you know, he wanted to uh, pay him back. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, we have done another scavenger hunt you know, recently, which this one we raised about $2,800 $2, for Autism Speaks. This one was a little bit different, so another progression. So we gave him the clues the first time and drove him the route. This time we gave him the, here's your clues. You have to figure out where they are, and you have to figure out your best route. And if you're not back here in a certain time, you um you're you know you don't we you're not eligible for any any of the prizes yeah and we also put a caveat if you beat my time when i drove it you owe a dollar per minute that (laughs) that you beat me by (laughs) yeah that's cool so no one's bad one guy was about three minutes away from my my time yeah and we never told him what the uh, times were so we've been able to do you know a, a, a scavenger hunt um, the event we have coming up this weekend, we're, you know, we're filling a Forester with, uh, toys. We collect toys for, uh, toys for tots. Um, we do that on, on Saturday, on Sunday, we meet back up and we put them all into the Foresters and we do a cruise over to Riverhawk Brewing where they bring the actual Marine Corps in and we're actually able to donate those right into the Marine Corps, load them into their vans to get taken up to be uh, categorized and then distributed. Um, so we've done... You know, that's part of, you know, some of the initiative that we've been able to do. Yeah, that's really cool that you've been able to be involved in all these things. You know, I mean, it's like you you end up buying a car and then you but you end up buying into this community and you end up buying into all these different things that you can do to help change other people's lives. Yeah, and that that's what we really enjoy on my wife and I. I mean, I remember when, when COVID first hit. Um, Everyone was just itching to get out. I mean, the whole state was basically shut down. You couldn't do anything. There was, the roads were wide open. Um, we ended up saying, hey, we'll do a small little car cruise. Uh, we figured maybe 20, 25 people will show up. Uh, 73 cars showed up. Wow. Um, we didn't have radios. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was about a 60-mile cruise. That's cool. And we actually pulled that all off. It was great because once we went through a couple of the cities, they started realizing where we were going and the city, those officers were calling officers up away and they started blocking the roads for us. Man, that's, Um, that's cool. Wow. So it's been, been just a lot of very, very fun, unique events that we've been very happy to do. And they also tie in with the, you know, the Subaru of all promise, which, you know, that's the stuff we've done as far as the actual, um, you know, Subi's of, of the corn side. We're also able to do things when it comes to the, um, the, the Subaru ambassador side of it. Yeah. Do you, would you want to talk on some of those, some of those things you've done? Yeah. So some of the fun things, um, you know, the one that was probably the most impactful is one that we just did the other day. Um, so two weeks ago, we went to Hawk. Uh, we were able to, they donated 65 um, waterproof blankets. We were able to come across about 65 of the, of the drawstring bags. We had 100 pairs of socks. We had face masks. And the Super Ambassadors brought in uh, toilet, toiletry kits. 
we built these into, you know, put them all into one bag and then drove as a cruise, obviously, uh, down to a homeless shelter where we handed them out to the individuals that were coming in for their great Thanksgiving feast and also their uh, coat drive. So we were able to physically hand these items to people that were, it made an, an immediate impact. Um, and that was extremely humbling for us. Yeah. Um, and when we, when you hand a, a kit to a guy or a gal and they give it to someone else who is more needy of it, even though they're just as needy, I'm telling you, it was extremely humbling. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to, to, to help other people out like that and then helping and then seeing people help other people in return. It's, uh, yeah. you just, you can't, you can't like put a price on that. And there's just like, there's no, there's like really no other feeling than like that. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. And I'll tell you, you know, one of the other fun things that we get to do, which is more of a fun thing for us. So every year Subaru uh, has their ambassador day of caring. And that's where the ambassadors go out and you can donate at a shelter. You can help out at a pet rescue. You can do whatever you want. Um, what my wife and I enjoy doing is we actually go out to breakfast and the, the place we go, they know what we're doing. Cause they, so they see us in the Subaru ambassador shirt. They know what's <laughs> yeah. going on. Um, we look around and grab I, I grab a person, you know, one table, my wife grabs a table and we just pay for their, their, their meal. Oh, we don't talk damn. to them. We leave them a card and just leave. And it's, the, the girls and the waitresses that we work with, they know what we're doing and they absolutely love it. And for us, it is extremely rewarding because you're making a difference and you're not trying to get something back. You're just trying to do something nice for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I was getting a little emotional there. Nah. <laughs> like I said, I mean, and, you know, we've done that in just other aspects because, you know, of, of what we do. Um, you know, we went out to dinner one day and there's a couple sitting there. The guy, you know, it's an older couple. He's drinking a beer. She's drinking wine. We're like, oh, that's like us in a few years. So we <laughs> ended up buying their meal. And yeah. they were, I mean, they were getting visibly mad because the waitress wasn't bringing them the, the uh, bill. Oh, and then, but we had to get our bill so we could get out of there before we actually, you know, we had to like delay them so we could get out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if you get a chance to do something like that, even buying coffee for someone in, in the, in the vehicle behind you, it's just, it's just a great thing to do. Yeah. I've, I've done that before. Um, I think I told it on one of the episodes, but I was coming home and I ended up seeing this homeless woman on the side of the road and she was holding up a sign that said, a random act of kindness could save a life. And I didn't have anything in my car. I didn't have like an extra water bottle or any food or money or anything. And I got out of my car and I said, this is the only thing I can give you. And I gave her a hug and she smiled really big and she said, bless you. And then, you know, I got back in my car and as I was driving off, she waved and smiled. And, and like, that was completely, totally out of character for me. That was just like, I was literally felt like I was called to do that in that moment. And, uh, you know, there's some other things that I've done, but it's just, uh, yeah, you just, I don't know. There's nothing like that feeling. And, and at the time I kind of almost felt like I needed the hug more than she did, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it's a very rewarding feeling to be able to do something, you know, just even a small gesture to help somebody out and like, you know, cause it can make their day. It can be something very, very small. 
and you never know what's going on with people. And I, and I try to do things too intentionally in front of my kids. We were at an auto zone one time and there was these guys trying to push this truck up into a parking spot because it was, it was slanted and they couldn't push it up. So I like, nobody was coming and helping these guys. And these guys were like struggling to get this truck up into this spot. And I was already parked and I jumped out of my car and went and helped them and, you know, push it up. And they were like very thankful for that because they were struggling to do it. And I was like, you know, like my kids get to see me do something like this for other people. And then, you know, I didn't, of course, didn't expect anything from it. It was just like nobody, because I felt bad because like nobody else was coming to help these people. And, you know, it's like you see those videos on TV where like somebody fake robs somebody or tries to beat somebody up and people are just walking by and nobody does anything. It was kind of, it felt like that. It was like, these guys are trying to do this and nobody's stepping up to help them. So I'm like, I might as well go do it. Yeah. And, you know, and back in the day, I wasn't probably as good at helping others um, as an ambassador for Subaru, as, you know, someone that does Subies of the Corn, we just become, we've got the platform to do, you know, charitable work. So we're able to do some of these things, like, like you talked to, you know, we talked about with the, the different events, but we're also able to do stuff just by ourselves and it's made us better people. And that's, that's the case. And if you can pass that on to other, to someone else and they're doing more, that's where it's all about. Yeah. And I mean, that's with, the, that's exactly what I want to be able to do with the podcast because it's a really good platform to just share people's stories for one. I mean, I could have started this podcast and just had it be Monday episodes every Monday. And I think, you know, everybody would have been fine. And, um, you know, sh- People get to hear other people's stories. You connect with people. Um, you can relate to them. But for me, the messages that I get from the community just saying, thank you for doing the podcast. And other people sending me messages saying, I wasn't feeling too well. And, you know, I was feeling kind of down. So I put on some of the old episodes to listen to people and, you know, in the community. And then one guy um he was like, said he had injured himself and he was feeling down, wasn't able to get to work and he was listening to the podcast and it was getting him through his days and stuff. So it's like, I've got this great platform, I feel, that I could really, really do a lot of good and besides just do a Monday episode. And so I want to be able to use this platform to do things like you know, travel around and go to some of these charitable events. And if I'm not able to make it, be like, hey, here's a donation to help you out, to help those people. And so, uh, you know, I mean, it's no secret that I want to do this full time, but it's like, I, I want to do this full time because I want to be able to do so much more for the community. Because like you said, as you know, you as an ambassador, um, you it's opened up all these opportunities to help other people. And like, for me, you know, I'm not a Subaru ambassador, but I kind of am in a way with the podcast with what I'm doing as far as just reaching out to the community, but I don't want it to just stay within the Subaru community. And, you know, I mean, I'm going to always be doing the episodes like I've been doing, that's not going to change, but I just feel like there's so much more that I could do with it and that I want to do with it. And I just, I feel like I have this great platform to do a lot of good within the community. Yeah, and, and you and I have talked about, you know, the events that you help promote for us. I mean, it makes a big difference when people can, you know, hear about the events. And then, you know, maybe an event that we do, 
uh, like the scavenger hunt. Maybe that sparks an idea for someone else. I mean, someone would did did stuff a Subi, and that's where we came up with Phil the Forcer. So we heard about it, and then we started doing one. Yeah, um, you know, and this your platform allows people to hear those experiences and hear what's out there and hear the different things that are that can be done, and then maybe go and pick up a you know a, you know a chance to go do that for somebody. Yeah, uh, it, it's, and I feel incredibly blessed just to be a part of this community, period, and just the connections that I've made with everybody. But then I feel blessed to, you know, I mean, I started the podcast, so it's not like it just hopped in my lap, but I'm, I feel blessed and I feel very fortunate for the experiences I've had because of the podcast. And the more that I'm able, the more things that are able to like help support the podcast will help me be able to t support other people more. And that's like, that's really what has become my goal is, you know, it went from just wanting to give people a place to talk about their cars to now like hearing things like what you're doing, you know, all these different in events that you get to be involved with. Cause like, there's really not a whole lot. I mean, there is stuff here around the Houston area, but it's just like, I haven't really s searched for it. But if I'm not able to attend events, I would love to be able to help support the events. I mean, like announcing the news, you know, announcing events in the news segment, the more people start listening to the podcast, the more it starts spreading, the more people are going to be hearing about it. And then the more people that can get involved. And so that's where it comes into play as being like a good platform for sharing information. So everybody keeps sharing so that more and more people can hear about it. So more and more people can get involved. Yeah, that's, that's the name of the game. It's communication and you have a platform where we can communicate and that's fantastic. Thank you because I really, really enjoy this and I enjoy when somebody is like, Hey, can you put this in the news segment? I'm like, absolutely. I can. So, and I try to reach out to people and you know, like, Hey, do you have anything coming up for the news? Cause I need to fill it with something. I want people to know what's going on. So, well, let's get back to you. <laughs> Your cars. <laughs> but it's, it's like that. You and I have talked a lot about the podcast and where we can, you know, where you're going to be able to take it in the future. And that's what it's about is, you know, being able to, to pay back, um, you know, by helping people and getting them going. I mean, it, it, it's a, it's not a one-sided thing. You're, you're helping the, in the community. The community is helping you. You're helping other people. It's a win-win across the board. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's awesome to see what things can happen. So, um, but getting back to, uh, your cars and everything and what you've been doing just with your cars in general is I know you've been involved in rally. So can you like talk about what rally is and the different types of rally and then kind of what your experience has been and what you like about it? Absolutely. So, you know, Stage rally, I you know haven't had a chance to actually go see a stage rally event, uh, but I've watched a lot of stage rally when it used to be you know advertised. I'm following along because I have friends that are racing, so I want to see where they're at and I'm adding up their times and you know seeing how they're going. But stage rally is you run a bunch of different stages, so a bunch of sections of a race, and then they combine them, and that's what you know is, is your your overall time. Okay. Um, what I, what I love about stage rally is and just rally in general is it's loose surface, it's gravel, it's dirt, it's 
you know, mud, it's tarmac, it's all these different surfaces that the driver has to adjust to. There's also rallycross, and you know, Travis just won a nitro rallycross, which is the you know, kind of the, the yeah. best version of it in the in the states. Um, you know, rallycross, as you see it, that's more of a European style of rallycross, where there are you know multiple cars on the track at the same time, multiple services and going. In the states, we have what is basically referred to as American rallycross, which is like your SDCA and a couple other groups have that style of rallycross, and that's done in a field where you have grass or dirt and gravel and you do it in a field and it's basically the, the, the course is mapped out via cones and that's what you have to run. They run a cumulative time. So you have eight runs for the day. Every run counts and they're added together just like you do in stage rally. And that's what gives you your actual time. So I've been able to race in actual uh, rally cross events and have a blast in it. Yeah. Um, you're you're able to send the car sideways um you know i'm a little bit better in in the snow events than i am in the dirt i just think something with seeing the the white just makes me feel more you know more comfortable yeah um, but it's such a fun experience it's generally low impact to the car um you have to get a skid plate that's the first thing you have to buy in order to you know to do a rally cross but literally you throw some snow tires on your car um and you go out and just go out and, and drive and it's it's a very very good time so um you know the rally the rally cross you know i've been a fan of it for many many years uh now i'm actually being able to use the the sti for what it's built for which is racing yeah yeah i bet that's uh how, how long have you been doing that and what, what races have you done so I, I'm actually very, very new to the racing uh, world. So when the first Subaru Winter Experience came, which was back in 2018, I hemmed and hawed and hemmed and hawed and finally said, I'm going to go do the Winter Experience. So learn how to drive on ice. That's your intro to the uh, loose surface. Um, since then, I mean, I got the bug. You know, the guys, uh, Nate, Sam, you know, all these guys that I worked with out from Dirtfish, they got me, they got me hooked. Um, so I've been able to do, uh, my, my, you know, my actual first driving experience was back in 2018. As far as a performance, um, I did run Subi fest. I, I did autocross at Subi fest back in 2019, which was my, you know, the first year I watched it, the second year for Subi fest Midwest, I actually raced and I got seventh overall and I was blown away. I'm like, I've never done this before. <laughs> That's pretty um, good. But I got Patrick Sandell who was, you know, I went to, went to his school and learn, you know, how to race on the ice. I got him watching me as well. So there's a little nerves going on. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I still did very, very well. I did a track day that year. So I got to go out on a big track and actually see, you know, how the car handles at a completely different type of, of environment. Um, then I, you know, 2020, uh, COVID hit, and I started doing rally cross. You know, the first event I went to, uh, it was a snow event. Uh, I ended up taking first in the class, and I, just, I was hooked. Um, nice. You know, it's, you're driving in the snow and sending the car sideways. It was it was a blast. Um, I got introduced to winter autocross. So you have autocross, which is in a parking lot. You know, navigating a path on you know through cones. Yeah. Um, winter autocross is done up at Road America, and you go on. There's a high speed track, so that's more on the actual track, and you're driving in the snow, in the uh, ice, whatever the conditions are. That's what wow. you're running because they don't use salt. Uh, on the track it's whatever's there is what you what, what you run in oh uh, that's cool um, 
and that's high speed. And then you also have, they use the motorplex, which is like their go-kart track. And that's a longer course. Um, and you get to run in the uh, snow and the ice and whatever it is and navigate through, you know, through the uh, course. It's an absolute blast. So I've been able to get involved into uh, winter autocross. And then most recently I switched over to a track sprint where track sprint is you utilize a portion of the uh, track. And it's kind of like what you do with autocross where, you know, you drive through a gate and that's your, 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 your timing light. It counts from there until your car cro- you know, crosses through the one that's after turn 10 and whoever cars get through it the fastest, that's who wins. Um, and that's been very, very good. Um, and such a, such a fun event aside from my last, uh, my last run. But other than that, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, what other like events have you been involved in? Or is that pretty much the, the highlight of it all? Yeah, I'd say like the highlight for me, um, this year was Subisas Midwest. It was the first time, um, I ran the car with a little bit better suspension setup and ended up taking uh, P2. So I want to say there was like 28 or 30 people in the class and I, wow. uh, I got second overall and I missed it by 0.122 seconds. Oh man, that's awesome though. I mean, it's awesome out of that many cars and, uh, yeah, to be that close to first, that's so cool. I think if I had one more run, but you know, you always make mistakes that, that that's what separates us from the guys and gals that actually do it for a living <laughs> yeah. um, is they don't make mistakes. We make lots of mistakes. Yeah. It's um, fun. So, no, it was, it was a great time. I enjoyed it. Um, so that, that was, that was probably the highlight for me. I mean, you don't get a trophy for second. You're, you're, you're technically the first loser. Um, but it was still <laughs> fun just doing it. Yeah. Now, have you, have you been in any accidents while doing racing? <laughs> so I, I, I knew this was coming up. You alluded to it earlier. Uh, so I've had two off track incidents. Uh, both of them were last year. So at one of the autocrosses, it was a, or the, the winter autocrosses, it was a little bit snowy. Um, we came in the morning, there wasn't grip. You didn't have a lot. Um, in the afternoon session, some of the guys went out before me like, oh, there's tons of grip. Um, well, I found the one spot on the track that didn't have grip and oh, ended up man. going, instead of turning, the car just careened straight and I went over a hill sideways and thought I was going to roll the car. Oh, man. Um, I luckily, as soon as I hit the tarmac, that section was actually just wet. It wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't iced over. It was just wet and I was able to stop the car. So when I had fun. I sent a, sent a picture, you know, a video of it. A friend of mine got it. sent it to my wife like, whoops. She didn't know it was my car. And then she figured it out. And then, then the phone started ringing. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, but at, at my last track sprint event, um, I made a mistake and pushed it a little bit harder than I should have. Um, and ended up coming through, uh, turn five and I cut it a little bit too much. So probably five or you know, four or five inches too much on, on the, uh, cut that upset the uh, car, which pushed, you know, push it to the outside of that uh, corner where I hit the rumble strips and the car lost all grip, turned it sideways and went straight into a tire wall. Yeah. I, uh, I remember seeing that video, man, it looks way worse than it, it really was from just from what you described afterwards, you know, with the yeah. car itself and then with you too. But I will tell you, uh, the, the, how well that Subaru held up, I mean, Subarus are known for their, their, their safety. Yeah. Um, that car, it, it, I should have been hurt. 
Um, I mean, I hit it. I, I hit the wall. I was doing about 43 when I actually hit the wall. Um, I had my, my GoPro going, which has a G meter built into it. Whoa. And it was 2.9 G's is, is what I hit the entire wall and bent the guardrail behind it. Wow. Um, I did not get hurt. Uh, the car was repairable. It actually just got finished up. The, uh, the body shop said it was no issue to straighten out the look. A couple of pieces in the front end that were damaged. Nice. Um, and we're going to get the car put back together next weekend because we race uh, January 8th up in uh, Wisconsin. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, get back out there. Yeah. Yeah, my wife was a little uh, unhappy because she was at the event and um, heard that I had uh, went off the track. And then she got to see the car come back in. And uh, she wasn't a happy camper. <laughs> but you know. Yeah, it was not like you did it on purpose, you know. Ah, she, she, I'm sure she thinks I did <laughs> yeah. just so I can get some upgrades. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, so what, what would you say your favorite thing is about like, I guess all the rally events? You know, the, the, for me, it's the camaraderie, the, you know, we, we get, like, we get there, we cruise up as a group. There's, you know, a group of like three or four of us that always run together. So we drive up together, we pit together. Um, the racing community is so supportive of each other. Um, you know, when I send a video out to one of the guys that, that races a Porsche, he immediately started texting me back saying, you're this next year, you're going to do this. You're going to get my car. I'm going to show you this. I'm going to teach you this. It's all about helping each other. That's, that's what it's all about. You know, if I can, if I can help somebody else uh, at, at Subifest, one of the guys, he was missing one corner. So you got your four runs in the morning going into his last run, he had not put it down a time at all. I, we, we pulled him aside. We talked to him like, Hey, this is the corner you're missing. You're missing this gate. You're cutting it too sharp. He went, you know, went out, did a lap. He, I think he ended up finishing seventh or eighth overall. Otherwise he was going to finish without a score. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, It's, it's just, just how well everybody helps each other. That's what, what I love about the community rally cross there, you know, the guys have, you know, a tire issue. There's a group of people there trying to get the tire fixed, whatever it takes to get the car back out on the track. And, you know, you don't want to beat somebody in because their car broke. They want to, you want to help and keep it competitive and everybody have a great time. at it. Yeah. Part about rally that we were kind of alluding to earlier, um, loose surface is completely different style of driving compared to tarmac. So when you're on loose surface and you're driving, you know, the, the, the main technique, you, you know, one of the big techniques you use is you lift off the gas so that the car then um, puts some of that weight to the, to the front so that you can make the corner. You then turn the wheel and then hit the brake. So you're, it's opposite of what you would do when it comes to a tarmac. You would never want to cram the brakes as the, you know, the steering wheel turns. That's just going to do an immediate 360. Yeah. So, you know, rally... It's loose surface. Some of the stuff is, you know, you have grip, some you don't. You have to use these different techniques of lift, turn, brake. Um, it may be lift, brake, turn, um, depending on what, what the surface is. And that's that's been a lot of fun, of, you know, just learning for me, learning how to drive it. But knowing the guys and gals that do it at the, the upper level, they're, they're masters of it. Yeah, uh, I I need to watch more of it, but um, yeah, I mean that's what they do for a living, and I'm sure like somebody like you that is uh, you know a big fan of it, you can see like all the the differences and like how they respond to tracks and and everything like that. So 
It's, uh, yeah. you know, I've watched some of it, but I, I want to watch more. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. So I actually got a chance to go for, a, I've done, done three rides with, with Patrick Sandell, who was your junior, uh, you know, WRC champion a few years ago. Nice. Um, so, I, so I got to go on the, on the ice with him. And it was interesting because he does very little steering with his car. Most of the, the steering is done with his feet which blew me away to know that he's controlling how the car turns with his feet. Yeah. With like acceleration and braking with acceleration, with braking, with how he's, he's just, he's feathering them. I mean, he's, he does little tiny inputs with, with the steering wheel, Yeah, but he's, he's controlling the weight of the car. So where, where the weights at, uh, depending on, on what he's doing and, I mean, getting getting to go for a ride with him and a guy, you know, you're going around on this ice on this big hairpin. You look over and the steering wheel, you know, the the uh, speedometer's sitting at seventy or eighty mile an hour. And you're going completely sideways. Wow! And he's just sitting there. The steering wheel is basically straight, and he's just using the the, the brake and the gas yep. to control the car. Yeah, so much fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess it's, it's rally cross that pretty much anybody can go race. Correct. Correct. America, uh, what they refer to as American rally cross, which is like SCCA, which is, um, an organization that runs it in the U S. Um, that's what most people do is going to be American style rally cross, which is in a field. European rally cross is what, what Pastrana and all those guys are doing with the, the multiple cars on the track. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, like, so if somebody was interested in doing rally cross, would, you know, what would you recommend um, that they do or know about, or maybe anything to warn about? I mean, if you've got a Subaru, um, you're going to have a lot of fun because they're, I mean, they're just built for this. Uh, And really you just, you want to buy a skid plate so that uh, you can protect that actual, um, you know, your, your oil pan. That's what you're really trying to protect. Um, and then you need, need a, usually a set of snow tires. That's going to be your, your best bet. They don't have to be the fanciest things. You just need snow tires so that you can put a lot of air into them so that they handle better. Oh, and away you go. Okay. So, yeah. And the reason why you put the air in them, so snow tires have softer sidewalls. So you put more air into the, that tire so that it stiffens up the sidewall so that you don't de-bead when you're in a corner. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. So, but um, without a doubt, I mean, primitive, I, first thing I did was order a primitive skid plate for my car uh, before I went out and did rally cross. And I will tell you, I was going around one of, one of the tracks or the courses we did, it was just, it was just kind of rough. So people were losing some like fender liners and little, you know, little like pop off pieces. Yeah. Um, there was, I was coming around the corner and probably one of my, my better runs and I'm seeing this big shiny round thing up in the, uh, in, in my, my, my driving line. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, the guy in front of me dropped an oil pan or a big metal piece or who knows what it was. <laughs> yeah. So I slam on the brakes. I pull over the side. I, you know, flag him that this will have to be a rerun because there's an object in the road. Um, and to this day, I will not live it down because it was a Mylar balloon. Oh my gosh. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody uh, saw it floating down, but I turned the corner and there's a metal shiny object in my way. Yeah. I mean, you know, what else are you going to think? Especially if it's like yeah. reflecting off you know, light and stuff. But, and they're all like, you got a skid plate, you're fine. <laughs> that is pretty funny, though. <laughs> it's a balloon, Jay. Yeah, it's a balloon. So I got stopped on a great run by a balloon. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. We we still respect you. 
Uh, yeah, so. My wife doesn't probably. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how, how would you say that owning your Subarus have changed your life? I mean, for us, the fact that we're able to just do the community stuff, that's one aspect of it. But the other piece of it, my wife has a 108-mile commute one way to work, so she drives through Chicago what? traffic. I was commuting 60 miles each way. Um, I know when she's in her WRX or she's in the wilderness, she's safe, and I don't have to worry about it. That's um, an insane distance, man. Yeah, we're... Uh, I think they're, they're, they're called power commuters. I think this is the term for us. Um, wow. I know we're supposed to move and everyone gives me crap about it. We just haven't done it yet. Um, but she's only been doing it for like 14 or 15 years. So it's not a big deal. Oh yeah. No big deal at all. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, I know that that vehicle is safe for her. Um, yeah. You know, she, she had a, a, a spike or something went through her tire and blew a hole into it. Through, and through the tire and the wheel. She never even knew it. She just heard wow. a sound, and then all of a sudden lights came out, so she she, you know, she actually pulled over. The car did, get, did not get squirrely. Nothing happened. She just said, oh, my, my, my light went on. So I guess I have a flat tire. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something to say about the, the safety aspects of them. Yeah, that's, no, that's awesome. So what would you say your favorite thing has been about being part of the Subaru community? And it might tie into a bunch of stuff you already said, but. Yeah, I mean, I just go back to the friendships that we have made because of the community. Um, I mean, I have friends that I met through Instagram because they had a Subaru. They were going to a Subaru winter experience. So they wanted to know, was it worth it? I said, absolutely. The next yeah. year, we she got a room. I, I, she, she got a hotel room. Matt got a hotel room. Um, and we went out and, and we actually rode together. So we all went to the same class so that we could all be together. And we had just talked through Instagram. The third year, we just rented a house and all of us had our, <laughs> we had a big three bedroom house. Oh, and that's so what we cool. rented. And I mean, these are people that I met through the, through the community, through the events. When, you know, Brittany lives in Maine. Matt lives in uh, the DC area. We talk all the time and it's like, a best friend that just doesn't live near and that's because of the community. Yeah. That's so awesome. I mean, that's, that's one of the things I really love about it too, is connecting with people through Instagram and meeting, you know, quote unquote meeting, you know, online meeting other people, but then actually being able to meet other people. I mean, I met Java wagon and shadow Roo and I met all the, a lot of, a lot of people out there, soft road nation. You know, I ended up meeting Wraith Trek because I've went to New York for a project and he happened to be coming through. So it's, it's cool when you connect with all these people and then you're like, Hey, I'm going to be in town. It's like, okay, you better stop by, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, you develop long lasting friendships because of, we all have a common goal or common um, core, which is Subaru. And that's never, that would never happen with any other brand. Um, it just happened because of this, this one brand of cars. And, you know, and I was actually thinking about this earlier today is that there are people that I've connected with through Instagram. And I was thinking about like Josh because, and then one, I was thinking about Greg too, adventure dad wagon. And then, you know, all the other people, but like the people that I've met most recently is, you know, before I met them, I considered them a friend 
And then like since I've met them, like now I'm like, okay, now I really consider them a friend because I met them in person. But it's like you connect with so many people and they really, truly are a friend. You know, it's not like just, oh, it's just somebody I talk to occasionally or something. It's like, no, we're actually friends. Like we don't have to meet in person to be to be considered friends. Yeah. And that's, you know, uh, it's really cool to to know that you can, I just, in the short time that I've owned my car, I have never in my life connected with so many people uh, ever and, and, and had so many people that I would consider like a friend. And especially like, like I said, if you're going, if you happen to be going to that person's city and you're like, hey, I'm coming there for whatever. It's like, oh, we have to meet up. Like, I've got a, another project trip that I'm apparently supposed to be going on in San Diego. I'm going to let people know I'm coming. I may end up seeing if I could spend a weekend there before or after the trip. So we'll uh, we'll see about that if it comes around. Yeah, I mean, to your point, um, you know, John, uh, Wisconsin, anytime I get up to Madison, I, I we went up there for Flat Fest. I was up there the next weekend on our way up through a vacation. We tried to stay there and hey, if you're if you're in town, come over and let, let's meet. We're we we were talking uh, a couple of days ago on Instagram and we're gonna probably try to you know, organize a skiing trip. So we're gonna get a group and go up and go skiing with a bunch of Subaru people and just do stuff. You build this this friendship. Um, you know, yeah, I've never I, I I know John, I've talked to him many times online, I've talked to him in person. Um, you know, when you, we see each other, he's always giving me a hug. He's giving my wife a hug. Um, you know, that's just what we do. They're, he's a great friend. And, uh, you know, that's the best part about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. I get excited about it. And I think everybody else does too, you know, thinking about all the connections that people have made. Cause I know other people have been on here that have said, you know, I didn't really have like a whole lot of friends and then I bought my Subaru and then I started connecting with all these people. And now like, I couldn't imagine not having these people in my life. You know, they've become yeah. my family and that's just, it's such a, a, a beautiful thing for so many people all over the country and even the world that, that they, we get to experience this. And it's like, you know, I was kind of joking um, at the beginning of one of my episodes a while back where I said, hey, I figured out world peace. Everybody just needs to buy a Subaru. But, it, you know, I mean, I was thinking about that. It's like if you think about all the people that you know that own a Subaru and how well we are all connected and how, you know, I mean, of course, everybody's going to have issues or whatever. But if you think about just like general happiness in life, it's like you bought this car and this car brought so much joy into your life, not just because of the car itself, but, but everything that comes with that car, which is this community. And the car itself, too. You get to do stuff to it. You get to turn around and look at it when you walk away. You know, you get to add different tires and wheels and, you know, you're happy about your car. Like, so many people will say that they own this Subaru and they did all this stuff to it. Like, I've never felt this way about a car ever in my life. And then you get this amazing community that comes along with it. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're driving a fully modded FTI or a base model Impreza or a Crosstrek or a Scent. It's all a Subaru and we all just want to hang out and have fun together. That's right. Yep. So, well, with that, I don't think that I had any other questions. And I think we touched on pretty much everything that, that I had here and... So I want to say thank you for your time. Thank you for doing this. It's been like really cool to 
um, have been connected and chatting before this. And because you're my first um, patron that I've had on the podcast, like that became a patron and is now on the podcast. So through Discord, we've been able to chat a lot, not just me and you, but with several other people and just really get connected in a really new and different way. And it's been a lot of fun. So having you on here now was like really, really cool. And I was excited to do this. So thank you. No, it's been a pleasure. I mean, the, the podcast, the discord side of it, you know, the, the, with the patron, yeah, you get to hear the guys and gals that are on the podcast, but when you get to talk to them in the discord and just regular conversations, it's so much more personal. And it's been, it's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, so, and I'm thankful for all my patrons supporting the podcast and us being able to connect and, and chat and hang out. And like you said, we'll have to try to get together sometime and do something that would be a lot of fun. So well, it'd be a blast. <laughs> yeah. So, but thanks again for your time. I know it's been a long time, which is good. This will be a good 50th episode. Yep. And I'll have my car back, uh, hopefully before it airs. All right. Well, I will talk to you later, and you have a good evening, Jay. Yep, thanks, Ralph. All right, you're welcome. Bye. Bye. Hey, we did it. We made it. Episode 50. And uh, I can't believe we're like halfway to 100. It seems like it's been a long time, but also not that much time. And I don't know what's a bigger deal, episode 50 or the podcast coming up on one year. So I don't have anything like big guest planned for the one-year anniversary It's just been crazy lately with um, work being so busy, taking me out of town a couple of times, uh, a couple of weeks in the past month and a half, and then my daughter's wedding coming up and Christmas coming up. So kind of fell on a, a, you know, busy time of the year, but that's okay. We'll still hit a year. It doesn't matter if if I do anything big or not. A year is itself is big. So I hope you all enjoyed the episode with Jay and hearing about his multiple Subarus. Um, So if you're not giving him a follow, go do that now. It's audiophile. It's A-U-D-I-O. And then it's P-H-Y-L. So go give him a follow and check out his content. And also you can give his wife's Instagram page a follow. It's chill.4 underscore photography. So she's starting to build that and put some stuff up there. So go show her some Subi love because she does own a Subi. It's not Subi pictures, but who knows what we'll see up there. Anyway, thanks again, everybody. And I hope y'all have a great week and I'll see you on the next episode.